Hi friends, it's Grace, your host of the Because Why Not podcast, and I'm so glad to be back here with you today on this sunny, humid, beautiful North Carolina day when I have two children in full-time school for the year at last. It's a beautiful thing. I hope many of you are also experiencing that and relishing it and have been able to take some time to yourself. Um, You know, mostly (laughs) what I have felt like is that I'm not now just a person who makes to-do lists, but I'm a person who is also able to check some things off the list. And my special type of OCD really uh, prefers checking things off the list and not just making them. So it's been really great, but I did um, get myself to a fantastic yoga class this morning, which I always look forward to this particular class and this particular teacher and definitely felt like I was right where I was supposed to be in that place in that moment with that teacher with the friend beside me Um, and felt like I truly sweated out every emotion that has been rising to the surface along with also perhaps some baked goods that I've been consuming over the last week um, which is also fine a lot of really good baked goods coming and going in my life um and that's, that's okay, but I think I need to take it down a notch. Um, I don't know if any of you have ever read Janine Roth. Her, I think her most famous book is Women, Food, and God. I read it years ago, but continues to pop up. And <clears throat> she talks about how, um, you know, the idea is to be mindful of what you eat and allow yourself to enjoy it. And if you're mindful and allow yourself then you'll appreciate it and enjoy it. And then it won't be something you're hiding or just doing in passing. And, you know, you won't feel like you want to do it again 50 other times that day. So I think she references the, a little story about like shoveling uh, pieces of pizza in your mouth in the car. And she's like, listen, if you want a piece of pizza, have your pizza girl. Like, sit down at the table, enjoy your pizza, and be mindful that you're eating it, and probably that will be very satisfying. And you won't feel like you need to eat eight pieces because you're not shoveling them in your mouth as fast as you can without even thinking because you're in a bad mood, which I've also done this week. Um, Really needed to get my kids back in school. Love them so much. Had a great time. Um, but yeah, it was, it was the end of summer was, you know, it it felt like summer had been really long. So the baked goods though, you know, I try and really, (laughs) as much as I let myself have them, um, or, you know, when I let myself have them, I try and, uh, really enjoy them while I'm having them because those are sort of my favorite things, cookies, croissants, muffins. Oh, it's like so delicious and so comforting. So Well, I may have shoved pizza down my gullet this week um, when I was tired and cranky. Um, I have also fully enjoyed some wonderful locally made baked goods, and um, I am totally cool with that, but am happy that maybe some of it was sweated out at yoga today, along with all of my many emotions, which have been rising to the surface like cream. 
I don't know why all these emotions are rising to the surface this week. Maybe it's the end of summer exhaustion. Maybe it's back to school anxiety, watching my little boys blossom and grow, bloom and grow forever, which is just like such a wonderful, awesome thing, watching them become more independent, but also challenging, I think, in a unique way for a mom who has been kind of nurturing them in a very different consistent way than at least my kid's dad does even though he's totally and completely devoted to them in the most heartfelt way it's it's um you know he can't relate to the sort of sadness about um the independence he is just like leaping for joy and high-fiving me left right and center about them um needing us less in those kinds of ways um which is really funny and I appreciate that and the thing is that um they're needing us more emotionally right now and less physically right so there's a lot of learning that's happening right now and I keep thinking oh these are people we are like preparing to be out in the world and I'll be reminded like oh my gosh did I not teach them that does he not know that and and it's kind of a crazy thing making sure you're kind of getting all that information in there to these human beings who you're sending out into the world but thankfully school is also there for that and we really are so happy and grateful to school and happy and grateful that our kids actually want to be there so back to the emotions rising to the surface I haven't been here with you in a few weeks and now here I am and have been thinking so much about what do I want to talk about and what are the things that are rising to the surface that I want to sit down and share and work through or, you know, what, what is my next topic? And as it always does, something just crops up that, that I feel like, um, I want to talk about. And interestingly in this past week, three different things have happened that are very different things, but that all fall into the same category or under the same heading of, am I going to let this interaction kill my flow, knock down my vibe, put me in a bad mood, or am I going to just be able to focus on my own positivity, high vibrations, positive, sorry, positive vibrations. Um, My kids keep saying, mommy, what do you mean by raise your vibration? Which is a perfectly reasonable question. I just have made it such a normal part of my, um, I guess, conversation and vernacular now that it sounds totally normal to me. But really what raise your vibration means is staying up high, literally being positive staying high when people may go low. Um, I didn't mean to insert Michelle Obama there, but there you go. That's it. It's that no matter what is happening around you and where people are going or taking their moods or their actions, their words, their intentions, you keep your vibration high for you. Because if you're able to do that and focus on your own good feeling and stay in a good feeling place, then 
number one, you feel good. So that's great. And I know that when I feel good, everyone else around me feels good. They all feed off of me. Um, it's trickle down with my kids and my husband. And I think that's true for so many people with their families, their partners, their children, their business associates, whoever it is, um, that if you're in a good feeling place, then the people around you are as well. But so interestingly, literally within the last seven days, I've had three different experiences with three different very close people in my life where my positive vibes were challenged. And I handled all three in very different ways. So I'm going to just keep it vague and say, one of these people is someone I'm married to. One of these people is someone who contributed to me being created as a human being. And one of these people is one of my dearest friends of 20 years with whom I have um, a deep friendship and a lot of hilarity and banter, incredible closeness, but we also have the ability to really hurt each other and sort of are as close as siblings, but closer in a different way. So, and I don't have to explain the other two relationships to you because you kind of understand what that parent husband situation might be like. Okay. So with the first scenario, and I'm going to just mix it all up and not tell you which person gave me which scenario, but a week ago, the first scenario was a person who um, thought that they were communicating with me in a way that I would appreciate and a way in which I asked to be communicated with, um, about certain things, but the way it happened and the way it was brought up to me and the way it was addressed, the timing, the mood, the intonation that I heard, um, all of the above just set me right off. I remember in the moment thinking to myself, take a deep breath. This is okay. This is what they feel like they need to do. They're just trying to tell me that they need to do this. They're not trying to upset me. They're trying to communicate. Keep your vibe high. It's okay. This doesn't need to ruin your day or your weekend. Just let it be what it is. Plans change. I've talked about this before. Um, one of my struggles is just getting on board with the shifting and changing and ebb and flow of plans. Um, and I'm working on that, but I tried really hard to not let this unravel me because getting unraveled by someone else's needs or the way they're communicating with me in a way that displeases me is a really old, dark, deep pattern with me where I will become unraveled and I will be short tempered. I'll be annoyed, irritated, nasty, in a bad mood, passive aggressive, all the things you can name it, like just unpleasant. And it will be me saying and feeling something to the effect of you did this to me. 
things were supposed to have been this way, you just changed everything and made it so that they're going to be that way. And now I'm uncomfortable, angry, irritated, etc., etc., you name it. And you are responsible for why I am so angry, uncomfortable, irritated, frustrated, all the things, right? So that did not go well because this person said, listen, I'm communicating with you in a way that you asked to be communicated with. I'm sharing my feelings. I need to change plans and you are completely letting it not just take you down, but this could have just been a conversation and you are elevating it. And my way of elevating it is to keep talking about it, give it life, breathe air into it, make it bigger, get as mad as I can get, explain how they destroyed the day by changing their plans or destroyed my mood by approaching me that way. And it just escalated and elevated. And I was completely and totally in a place of you did this to me. You created this. This is not my fault, not my problem. And furthermore, I'm going to let it take me down. So that didn't go very well. Like that just that that did not go well. We didn't have good communication for two days. Um, You know, I did my best to compartmentalize and stay focused on the other things I was doing. And I I have a way of doing that, which can work. And sometimes I think it's a little bit like a sociopath. And I don't know that it's, it's the best quality that I can be in a really stressful argument with one person and then be like, you know, live in my best life with other people. <laughs> um, but I do feel like it's a skill I need because I need to shift gears and be with my kids or be with my clients or whatever. Um, But I did very much, you know, turn that into a big thing and carry around that angst and anger with me and that bad energy with me in my body and created that within the other person. And, and it was tricky and it culminated in a very difficult conversation. And of course I apologized for letting it escalate and letting it get to me. And I acknowledged that, um, they had communicated in the best way they knew how and were trying to communicate with me in a way that I was asking them to, etc., etc. Also trying to be mindful of the fact that, um, yeah, sometimes I can just be really tricky to communicate with. I get that. I have extremely high demands and high expectations for people meeting me where I am, but I also know that where I am is currently ever-changing, and so it's a bit of a moving target trying to figure out, you know, what I need to hear and how and when and what might set me off and what might not, and um, I don't know if that's just me, if I stand alone in that, or if that's just, um, you know, unique to my personality or all these transitions I'm going through and so much self discovery and exploration and learning. And all I know is that I, I am, um, you know, not always the easiest to communicate with right now, as much as I feel like I'm, 
um, working to make it easier and more simple all around. So this was a good example. If any of that made sense, this was a good example of someone coming at me, giving me the opportunity to completely lower my vibrations, kill my flow. And I took the bait, whether or not they meant to give me bait, I took it as bait and I let it take me down. The second example was someone who, um, you know, I do have a lot of joking with and a lot of banter, um, as I mentioned, and, uh, we do have a tendency to sometimes, um, take it a little far or misunderstand each other, but we always just communicate about it and work it out. But, um, I was joking around about something and, um, they didn't appreciate what I said, even though I thought I was being funny and they always think that they're funny. And they told me that I'm not funny anymore. Um, literally you're not funny anymore, which I feel like is a little harsh. Um, so I kind of took offense to that. Um, and then it kind of went back and forth and they were not happy with kind of what I was, was saying. Um, I felt like what I was saying was pretty benign, but clearly it wasn't. I mean, we, we have a certain way of communicating, but they came back at me clearly hurt and clearly trying to find a way to hurt me. And in one fell swoop said one of the meanest things that anyone could ever say to me right now, the meanest, most personal, most cutting, most directed, nasty, insulting, hurtful things that someone could say to me in my life right now where I am. Um, and I acknowledged how mean it was and that I thought it was one of the meanest things that ever could have been said to me in this moment. And they essentially said, well, you started it. Um, so in that moment, they acknowledged that what they had said was mean, right? But they said, well, you started it by saying you're an ass. That's what I had said to this person. I said, you're such an ass sometimes. And... I was kind of joking. I kind of meant it, but it felt pretty benign. It was met with such, um, what's that word? Hmm. I don't know. Felt like a poisonous, poisonous pen. Um, that like I was the, on the receiving end of all kinds of anger and hurt and frustration that they were feeling about whatever. Um, but it came out with, with, with an incredibly cutting to the core, um, personal insult. So that was awful. Um, and I apologized for what I had said to them and said, I don't want to continue talking about this. I need some space. I've clearly hurt you. You wanted to hurt me back and you did. And, um, this is just a good reminder that, you know, I need to put some more focus on myself right now because I've been in my mind giving a lot of time and attention to this person and their life and things they're going through. Um, always, 
all the time through 20 years, but particularly recently. And they give me a lot of time and attention too. But I have been feeling recently like it's not equitable. And um, and that's my own fault. Uh, if I need more, I should ask for more. I'm not supposed to use the word should. If I need more from them, I need to ask for more. Um, it's also a person I can say to, I'm devoting a lot of time and attention to you. And I really need you to just give me some time and attention if you can. And if you can't, okay. But that's another story. This hurtful thing was said. And it could have really taken me down. Really killed my vibes. I mean, this is like one of my top five closest people in my life. So I, what I did, though, instead was... Can you hear that noise? That's the train. Um, what I did was decide not to engage any further. Um, they sent a lot of messages, have reached out. I said, thank when I received a little apology, I said, thank you for apologizing. Um, good night. I still don't feel that this person understands how hurtful it was. Um, but I, I don't need to try and explain that. I just stepped away, decided that I would not let it take me down, and I'm taking a break. So that's an example of when someone comes at you with something unexpected. Like there may be a person in your life and who you really think you understand the way you communicate. And both examples I'm giving right now are an example of this people who you really think you know how to communicate with and then all of a sudden they'll come at you with something and you're like how how did you think that was gonna work how did you think that was the the way to communicate with me that's not how I want to be communicated with or how did you not know that that was such a mean thing to say to me so mean so cutting so personal in either case what I I'm saying there is that you may feel that this person knows better or ought to know better or understand better about how to talk to you, how not to talk to you and how things that they say might affect you. Right. But there are always going to be times when people say things to you that have the potential to make you feel bad. And in that moment, it's your choice whether or not to give in to that, let it take you down, or help it escalate, become a big thing, upset you, upset the other person, give it life. Or do you focus on your own high vibrations, your own good feeling place, and not let those things affect you in such a deep way? The third example is someone who wasn't giving me the time um, that I, I guess, expect him to give me just by nature of what our relationship is. And I try and throughout my whole life have tried to give time and attention um, to him and our relationship. 
as much as I can. And I know that he has two and that's changed and evolved throughout the years. Um, but I certainly have devoted a lot of my life to behaving in a certain way in order that he feels a certain way about me, i.e. trying to be someone in order that he likes who I am and feels happy about who I am. Does that make sense? <sighs> and I've worked hard to step away from that patterning and I'm working so hard in all the ways to focus on myself first, fill my bucket first, raise my vibrations first, make sure they are remaining raised and everyone else will benefit from that. But um, I guess I would say this particular relationship is, is one that is um, super challenging in terms of me kind of just being who I am, being my authentic self, living that authentically and not worrying slash caring about how they feel about that or how they may react to that. So that's very specific and also very cryptic. And I don't know that I'm ready to get into all of that stuff about that relationship quite yet in this venue, but I'm certain I will. But all that to say that this particular interaction, when this person, essentially what I got from the interaction was this person saying to me, you're not a priority. I can't make time for you. Hope you're well. And it sort of got me in the gut because I thought, oh, like this is a person who's supposed to have time for me no matter what. No matter what's happening, right? Um, and that's just not the case. They have their own life. Um, I'm an adult. I have my own life. And furthermore, they don't need to bend their life around me to accommodate my needs. And as I'm saying that, the same is true for me, of course, I'm realizing that I don't need to bend my life, my authentic self around in such a way to meet their needs either. Lately, I have been not compromising my authentic self much, if at all, with anyone, much less the closest people in my life. It shouldn't surprise me that this person is also not bending for me. That's the example that I've been setting but also, this person never 
bends their own wants or needs in order to rise up and meet someone else's wants or needs. So that just is what it is. But I felt in the moment where the message was clearly given to me that this won't work. I can't make you a priority this time. Love you so much. See you another time. I felt so hurt. It was so painful. And it was this gut reaction of like, how can I not be important enough? How can you not move your life around for me? How can you not prioritize me? And I guess these are all really natural feelings. If you're not in a place where you are solely focused on getting yourself to a good feeling place where all that matters in terms of or all that matters as it relates to keeping your vibes high and being in a good feeling place is focusing on where you are and what you need and how you feel and not letting other people's actions, needs, words, mood, etc., 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 influence how good or not good you're feeling. Does that make sense? So this gets a little nuanced and confusing because what I want to say is that while I do feel that it's super important that I stay focused on keeping myself in a really good feeling place and not being influenced or taking on someone else's stuff and letting that inform how I feel. It is also the case that we are human beings who need to communicate with one another in a reasonable way. I would say in two out of three of these cases that I've just shared with you, the other people were communicating with me in a completely reasonable way. They were just stating their own needs and stating their own needs and wants very clearly. And they were expecting one of them probably more so than the other because one of them is a little bit more in tune with the emotional place I'm coming from. But they were expecting that I would be okay with that because I very clearly state my wants and needs. Right? So if I clearly say, this is what I want and need, I'm going to communicate directly. This is how I feel. This is where I am then if they communicate with me in that way, they expect that I will be okay with that. And that is a reasonable expectation. And when I got super hot and escalated that into something big, that was my own doing. It was me taking the bait. In the other instance, I let it hit the sensitive part of me and I felt hurt. And I'm in control of that. I don't have to take that on. I can look at it for what it is. And when I look at it for what it is, without going into the details of the story, I see that it has absolutely nothing to do with not loving me. It has everything to do with the fact that they have other plans and may not be able to make time for me. And it just is what it is. In the third instance, I think it's a good example of the way that words really hurt and the way that words impact people. And that we, when we're communicating with people we love, no matter how close we are, no matter what brilliant 
senses of humor we have, no matter how dry witted we are, especially in the case of my relationship with this other person, we need to be careful about what comes out of our mouths, mindful of what that is and, and think before we speak. So I'm not saying that people don't have to think about being kind or caring or thoughtful. We're human beings and we can't act like assholes to one another. We can be more careful about the things we say. But I am saying that I, I think that it is really good work. I love learning about all of this and getting more and more into this place where the really good work is on focusing on my own good feeling place and constantly Maintaining and raising my own vibrations. No matter what is happening around me or being thrown at me or coming my way, none of which I can control, right? Um, so that's kind of, that's, that's kind of that. I just wanted to share all that because I thought it was really interesting. It all happened in a week. It happened three times. Um, it forced me to really look at this particular topic in three very different ways and look at the way that I'm responding to things and the role that I play in it as, as I, what I, how I play into it with the other people, but also with myself and what I can change. Um, I can change a lot about myself. I cannot change other people. And I know that I spent many, 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 many years allowing other people's actions and words to completely inform the way I felt and how I walked through life. Um, and what a futile exercise because we have no control over what's going to come our way, only how we react and respond to it. We can only change the way we react and respond to things. So that's it. That is my conversation with you today on high vibrations and working, doing the hard work to not let other people's words or actions set the tone for any moment or hour or day or week or period of your life. Because if you feel good, guess what? You're going to feel good. You're going to be happy. And that's a really good way to go through life. Uh, winning really is just by feeling good all the time. So I'm going to leave you with that. And... I hope to be back with you again soon. I hope you can take some time to yourself today, even if it's 10 minutes um, with a delicious baked good or bubbly water or glass of wine, if that's what you want, or walk or conversation with friends. Or for me, as I always do at this time of day, some kind of wonderful iced coffee or latte drink. Um, but do something that fills you up. I'm also thinking about a manicure. 
So my needs are simple. Manicures, iced coffee, time to myself, a great yoga class. These are simple, simple things. And I am saying it out loud and reminding myself that it is possible to give myself this time at least a few times a week. And especially now that I have a kindergartner and a second grader in school. Okay, lots of love to you um, and be well and we'll be back together again soon. Keep your vibes high. Bye-bye.